What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty Channel. My name is TJ McClelland, and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in, and let's have some fun. Just kidding. We're talking about hope, a new hope. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. That, that is a fun way to start a video. <laughs> We're talking about episode 31, describing how our company provides hope for this ridiculous market. So I, I don't really know what to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just end the episode after that. No, I'm just kidding. But we are talking about hope in this market. It is highly competitive, right? This market is insane. We've never seen inflation like this since the 70s, which I was born in 84. So I have no idea what happened in the 70s like that. I just don't have a known recollection of it from it. I can always read books and text about it, but I don't have it personally in my memory banks that way. But we we are offering some hope in this market. So let me let me talk about how we do that for our buyers. Of course, if you're a seller in this market, we can always sell your house and get top dollar. That's not difficult. In a high market, being a seller is super attractive and awesome. So I'm not really going to spend too much time on that. Honestly, because if you're a seller in this market, you're crushing it. So I don't need to offer you any other hope other than the marketing strategies that we have to sell your home will get you top dollar. We're not the least expensive company out there, but we do offer a lot of value for the, the price that we are asking for. And so with that value, we can get you top dollar for your house with our marketing strategies. So super easy with sellers. Let's move on to buyers. So to offer hope, for our buyers in this market, it, it's insane, right? If you're a buyer and you've felt the frustration and the struggle from a highly competitive market where cash overtakes you or you offer six offers and after the seventh one, you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like you want to get out of the market completely and go back to renting or living in your parents' basement or something like that. Nothing wrong with that. I might move back into my parents' basement. <laughs> just kidding. But there are a lot of things that we can offer buyers, okay? So without making it so that, well, okay. So that frustration, let's kind of peel that apart, right? Your frustration comes from if you're a buyer and you aren't that competitive, you're frustrated because cash overtakes you. Your deadlines aren't that good. Your credit might not be that good. Your down payment might not be that good. You might be FHA. That might be bad. You might be VA, which there's a really big stigma going around right now for people to not touch VA buyers, which in my opinion is completely discriminatory. But it is part of the process. A VA buyer does have extra stipulations. So if you're the agent protecting your seller and trying to make sure that they, the deal goes through and, and you get a cash deal that looks better than a VA buyer, by all means, I mean, that you have to do what you're working for for your sellers, but there are avenues to make VA look better. So I want you to peel off that frustration. You've done 10 offers. It's the 11th one that's going to get taken or selected. Let's just hope, right? We're hoping and praying. We're offering a new hope. So the first thing that I want to offer for hope is that we have strategies to make sure that your offer looks competitive. And we want to make sure that your offer looks competitive even against cash. So sometimes our offer might have bad deadlines, might have very minimal down payment. It might be VA, like I said. So the way we strategize to make you look competitive 
is on a completely separate video. But the early ons, the takeaways that I want you to have real quick are we try to make your FHA offer look competitive by creating a relationship with that agent that they want to work with us, which is outside of the contract. We try to make sure that everybody in this under understands that the pre-approval that you have is better than somebody else's cash deal. Because maybe that cash, they're pulling out of a 401k and they don't have it yet. So maybe their timing is, is going to suck. So I really try to make sure that I convey to the other side, the other agent, that we have a very strong buyer, even if they are FHA. And we are willing to get the deal done and we're willing to close on time and we're ready to do that. So a lot of times the hope that we offer to a buyer that way is that we know how to strategize with the agent on the other side to make sure that they know we're the realtor they want to work with. And I've had a lot of success with that, with building relationships with the other side and having them select our client, even though we might not have been the most competitive offer. So it does happen. And, and what I'm saying is all of our agents go through a training process to obtain that level of knowledge for the buyers that they're writing offers for. So we can help you get successful, even if you're FHA or VA. So there's ways to do that. All right, up next, I want to talk about the hope that we offer with the velocity of money. If you've heard me talk about Frank Dippold and the velocity of money, it is a course that he teaches. But inside that velocity of money is an approach to own more real estate so that you can have more cash flow in your life, which, in my opinion, makes the struggle that much easier. He does teach principles about having your first home be a potential cash flowing property as you move on to the second home and, and such after that. And so the velocity money that we are offering is hope that you can actually accelerate past the grind, right? So the grind right now, like go to work, come home, pay your rent. We can get you past that acceleration point where you can actually start building wealth, right? So and some of that frustration for a new buyer is that you're in the rat race and you have no idea how to get out of it. And that hope that we offer is that velocity of money to help you move past that rat race and actually start accumulating wealth. Up next is house hacking. So in my opinion, a great house hack for a first time home buyer is something that has a mother-in-law basement or mother-in-law side unit. Or if you are a bachelor or bachelorette and you want to live alone and or sorry, you want to just you're single or something like that or whatever, whatever the case may be, if you're going to rent out some of the rooms in the house that you just bought, that is house hacking. So if you're going to rent out the basement, great. If you're going to rent out a side by side unit, or if you're going to rent out a few of the rooms that are in your house, that is house hacking, where when you purchase the home, you help offset some of those costs with some of the cash flowing ideas that we can really push into that home. So house hacking could even be if you have an extra garage, you're putting that garage on neighbor, which is like renting out space that people can just store their stuff well in your storage area. So that is a great way to house hack as well. Maybe you're making an extra 150 or $300 from that storage. That's awesome. If your mortgage payment's only 1800 bucks and you're renting out some of that storage and now your mortgage payment's 1500 bucks, right? The 300 maybe offset that. That's fabulous. That's called house hacking. So buying something and then renting out some of the extra space in that home, that's house hacking. A another way to house hack, if you were gonna try to buy a duplex, triplex, or quadplex, that is super powerful as well. We don't have too many of those here in Utah, but we do have them occasionally. And contrary to popular belief, you can use primary financing for 
a duplex, tri, or quadplex. So what's awesome is people don't realize that if you're a first-time home buyer or you were going to use FHA financing, which is just federally backed financing, you can use that FHA financing for a duplex, right? So buy a duplex, live in one side, rent out the other side. You can use that financing in those situations, which is very, very amazing. So we are offering hope in that regard to new buyers where we're offering house hacking or ideas for house hacking. We're offering you avenues that you can go down to use cheap financing or low down payment financing for primary residences, which can be used all the way up to a quadplex. So take, in, take into your imagination right now and just say, wow, I'm a new buyer. I'm going to search for a fourplex, which is amazing, right? We're going to go and hunt for a fourplex. We have FHA financing, so maybe we find something relatively inexpensive. We find that fourplex, and you live in one of the sides and rent out three of the units. Well, then you go from having zero rentals to three rentals or three doors, if you're listening to Bigger Pockets podcast, or most investors now just say doors. You could go from zero doors to three doors on your first deal, which is amazing. So that's how hope we're offering to people, right? Come in. Learn the velocity of money, learn how to house hack, learn that you can use low down payment financing for your primary residence to get into single family home with a mother-in-law basement, duplex, a triplex, or quadplex. So you can use those financing options for that, which is awesome. Okay, something else that I like to offer with the value add and a little bit of hope for my new buyers is the first home that I try to help, help them buy, maybe if they want to have some blood, sweat, and tears equity up into this house, we find something that needs to be fixed up, right? Maybe the kitchen's old, bathrooms are old, maybe the plumbing, maybe the roof's outdated you know, or old or whatever, we're going to get a new roof. Um, maybe there's a lot of those costs that we can say, hey, we're willing to live with that and, and we're going to live in the home and actually do the renovations while we live there. So let me walk you through this. Let's say the home is market value 400000 and let's say it just needs a ton of work. Let's say an investor is willing to buy it for 300000 because they know they're going to put 50000 in. Well, let's say, let's say 25000 in to renovations, which is very low on the perspective scale right now because renovations cost a lot. But let's say it's 25,000. So now they're 300,000 in for the purchase, 25,000 in for the uh, renovations. And then they're probably gonna be about, let's say just 10% for closing costs, holding costs, commission realtor fees, everything involved in that. So let's call that another 30, 35,000. So let's say they bought it for 300, there's 25,000 for renovations, and 35,000 for closing costs. So that would make 360,000 for this all-in project for a home that's worth 400,000. So let's say their margin is 40 grand. There are a lot of realtors that do not accept anything with margins that might be that tight. So there might not be an investor that would take this deal, of course. But let's say th this home was on the market for 400,000 but an investor wanted to try to get it for that 300 and they know their profit margin is about 40 grand with all said and done factors that are inside there. So I know there's a lot of factors and uh, numbers that I'm throwing around but just try to stay with me. Now, same home, if we were going to do a live-in flip, that live-in flip actually makes it so that you don't have to pay those capital gains taxes. 
So that's something that I didn't mention with our idea of the very first with the investor. So let's kind of play that back a little bit. Home's worth 400,000. Investor wants to get it for 300. They do 25,000 in renovations, 35,000 in closing costs. They made 40,000 and it's, let's say it's short-term capital gains. So they're going to pay probably 35% to the government. Let's say 30% because that'll make it easy math. So that's 12,000 in taxes. So they really only made 28,000 in this deal, which 28,000 sounds like a lot, but that's a lot of risk to take on for this deal. And a lot of investors might not take that avenue at all. So let me show you the hope that we're offering to our buyers for a live-in flip. Same scenario, same house, worth 400,000 the day we close. Let's say we get the deal for 350. We just overpay. We're like, yep, we're okay doing 50,000 over. No problem. So we buy the home for 350000 Now, let's say it's the same $25,000 for reno. Can't avoid that. That's just part of the nature. Those renovations we put into the house. So now us, we're three fifty dollars in for purchase price, 25000 in for renovations. And then we're like, okay, cool. So that's three seventy five dollars altogether. Now, if we were going to sell it within that uh, two years as a flip, we would be upside down because 35000 extra for closing costs on top of that. Now we're sitting at 410000 for a $400,000 home. Not going to happen. That's just, the, those numbers don't work. You'd never take that deal. Now, the way that a live-in flip gets better is you do those renovations. You live there for two years. Now you have price appreciation for two years. So let's say we're not even going to factor in mortgage cost or uh, amortization at all. Let's just go based on appreciation. So let's say we do 10% the first year which is pretty common right now, it, which I don't think is sustainable, of course, but let's just say it does that. So 10% the first year, now the home's worth 440. Let's just say we do another 40,000 to keep the math nice. So now we're 480. So at the end of two years, your home's worth 480,000. You paid 350 for it. You put 25,000 in for renovations. So that's 375. We have 35,000 in closing costs. So that's 410. And then we're going to close and the nice thing is, is that if it was your primary residence for two out of the last five years, you have $250,000 of tax protection. And don't quote me on that, hire a tax professional, but this is kind of the going way if you're single. So if you're single filing your taxes, you have $250,000 for a primary resident exemption if you lived in it two out of the last five years. And if you're married filing joint, you have up to a half a million of protection. So same scenario. Home's worth 480 now. We're 410,000 in completely. We close. We make 70,000. Well, that's underneath the 250 that has the protection with capital gains uh, or with your primary resident it's exception. And so now you take that 70 free and clear, which is just amazing, right? So now you can see we even paid 50,000 more than an investor would and we still made more than the investor would. It was 2 years later, so that the timeline is a little longer, but that's pretty amazing, right? So we can actually beat investors all the time if we use these different strategies. So that helps us stay competitive. And that's the hope that we're offering to our buyers. All right. One last one before we get get moving on for the day. I love the offering our, our, our buyers a hope that looks like a new build. Okay. So oftentimes if they're going to buy a home and they're ready to go right now, there are ways for them to get into a new build, lock up the contract, and if it's with Edge, they have a price guarantee program. So let's say we lock up the home and it's half a million dollars the day we get the contract signed, and then we have a 10-month build job. Well, let's say we have a one-year build job. That, that makes the math easier. 
So half a million dollars for the build job on the contract. Price guarantee from Edge Homes. Love you at Edge. Also, Nick Strong over at Edge is our go-to professional. He just makes it rain. So I appreciate you, Nick. Thank you so much. Anyway, so we have that price guarantee from Edge. We sign the contract. We're at a half a million dollars. We go one full year. We'll check this out. During that entire year, homes went up in value. Let's say 10% again, just to make the math easy. So now your home is actually worth $550,000. you have never even lived in it yet. But that entire year, the price appreciation went up in the market. Yet with the price guarantee on the contract that you signed, you're only at a half a million dollars still. And that is just amazing to make sure that our buyers are getting taken care of. So that's one way that I like to try to help our buyers get ahead of the rat race. And that one, I don't even know if there's a term for that yet out there with new builds, but it is a fun way to do it. All right. Well, this has been a fun little episode about how we can offer hope to our buyers and strategies to help you kind of get out of the rat race or just to help you build wealth. And so I hope you guys learned something and we'll see you next time. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll see you next time and we love you. Later.